0: Today on The Breakdown, we're going to get all main event-like with the godfather, Doyle Brunson. And he's going to play a hand where he's got ace-king. That's pretty good. But this hand is going to take some unusual little twists and turns. And be careful, Doyle, not to fall into any of the nooks and crannies because, you know, there is there is danger at every turn when you play the main event in the early levels, especially day one. Anyone can have anything, it seems, People can be surprised you, and how do you manage when you 've got a very strong hand, but you 're up against people who sometimes it's just face up and you have to make some tough decisions as a result, or do you let's talk about it right now in the breakdown with Grant Tennyson and Jonathan levy I think you, I think you said sometimes it'd be surprise you I, I hope i did i'm not sure if that's true but i really hope I, I was flailing yeah you were like, at the end i think i said you know you're gonna have to make some tough decisions but they play face up so maybe you don't like what is that i don't know i don't know man it's um i'm like an octopus who's in jeopardy <laughs> You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well tentacles everywhere. Jeopardized octopus. Yeah, get me out of trouble. I'm so much trouble. That's you. Yeah.
1: That's Doyle Brunson playing the main event for the first time since 2013.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Why do you think he decided to play? Maybe because he's thinking this is the the end of the line? Bored? I don't know. Yeah. I think he said it was the last time. When he played in 2013, I remember
1: him saying, I'm not going to play again.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was mostly true. Yeah. Maybe because he hasn't been playing live poker at all for a long time. So. And this is the first time where he can play where like, everyone has to be vaccinated. Yeah. And so he feels safer and more willing to do it. And he's like, well, I can sleep later because I haven't been playing anyway. Something I like that. I don't know. But I mean,
1: he's 88 years old, man. He is <sighs> really up there to still be playing poker and making decisions that are you know, hard to make for people who are much younger
0: than 88 yeah, I mean, in fairness, he's made a lot of these decisions many, many, many yeah. times. So a lot of them are going to feel standard to him. Right. And he's played against people like like we're on day one of the main event. Right, there's played against a people lot like this. of free
1: money out there. Yeah, and
0: he knows who these people are better yeah. than they know who he is, even though he's the famous one. Right. He's like, yeah, 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 I've seen you a million times, bro. Yeah. You and all your, your ilk. Right. I know exactly what to do against you to maximize everything. Yep. Right? So it's true. So it's there's just, that.
1: I mean, it's impressive that he's even able to enter and
0: play the main event. That's really cool. I agree. I agree. And you know, everyone's excited to have him here. I think we're gonna do another hand of his uh yeah. where where he plays a hand against Jason Kuhn on day two. So spoiler, he's not gonna bust this hand. He's never nobody's a, all no, in, so yeah, no one no one's in jeopardy of busting at any point. Um where he makes I mean a really spectacular play uh against Jason Kuhn, which I'm excited to do and really goes to his, you know, he's still got it. Yeah. It seems. But then there are other decisions where
1: it yeah we're actually going to end this podcast uh, before we talk about the solver stuff. We're going to end this podcast talking about another hand that Doyle played in the main event that is strange and uncharacteristic. It's we're not going to do a full breakdown because it doesn't warrant it, but yeah, some, something worth talking about. Um, but first, we're going to do this hand. Okay. And speaking of the solver stuff, this is going to be done by Wesley Cannon. We have not seen it yet. We'll uh, take a break at the end of the podcast. Come back and talk about that solver stuff. And if you want to see the full solver write up, check out our Discord links in the description. We'll see you there. We have a lot of fun over there.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, you know, we recently did a podcast very recently where we talked about the Oreo cookie Twitter feed. Yes. And uh, I would like to say, remember that had almost a million followers. Yeah. Incredible. So I decided to look at the Chips Ahoy Twitter feed <laughs> just to see how many followers they had and if they were doing it. You've created stuff. a straw
1: man of like this group of people that thinks <laughs> Chips Ahoy are better than Oreos to, to fight against.
0: I decided to look at the Chips Ahoy. I'm sure there are people who believe that. How many followers does Chips Ahoy have? 68,000. You are so weirdly good at this. It's freaking me out. 62,000. Wow. That's what? pretty close. Yeah. Now, they call themselves... They're at Chips Ahoy, but they call, they are, they call themselves Drips Ahoy. So what is that? Is that them being cool? It must like The be. drip? I don't feel like that's working for them at all. It Not even close. Must be what's going on. I'm trying to attract the Gen Z Yeah. Here's a tweet they did on November 8th. Who wants to hear a joke about chocolate chip cookies? I do. That's it. That's the tweet. There's no more tweet. Let's see if they replied. Um, Someone said, who wants to hear a joke about cookies? They said, is there an echo? They don't actually do a joke. And I don't believe they then ever do a joke. In fact, they do not. Because nobody said I do. (laughs) No, some people did. But then their next tweet is on November 9th, and they said, did you hear we have a big announcement coming? Make sure you're following us to stay in the know. If you know, you know. Like, (laughs) what? There's a big Chips Ahoy announcement? you
1: got to make sure you're following (laughs) Chips Ahoy because there's a a, a preservative-laden
0: cookie announcement. Okay, so now on November 10th, they reply to their own Who Wants to Hear a Joke About Chocolate Chip Cookies, and they wrote, okay, us too, dot, dot, dot. Anyone have one? I mean, what the fuck, Chips Ahoy? You got. We got to do all the work here. That's weak. I'm getting right back to that Oreo feed. I'm out of here. I'm unfollowing. That's pretty weak. Yeah, we'll do other. Not to worry though. We'll do other cookie Twitter feeds in the future. We'll we'll look. We'll get into all the good ones. Nutter Fig, Butter.
1: Fig Newton's probably got a
0: pretty good Twitter. Oh man, how many? Fo- okay, well, just really quickly, how many followers does Fig Newton have? 106,000. Oh, I can't wait to find out. I don't know if they have them. I don't know if Fig Newton's even has a Twitter feed. Is Fig Newton extinct? Does it no longer exist? They, no, they do exist. They, in fact, they have many flavors, but there are no there's no obvious Twitter feed when I type in Fig Newton that comes up. So Huh, okay. Weird. Very weird. But let's move on. I guess we can move on from the Fig Newton. Fig Newton was a was a good character. Pedridge farm. <laughs> Petridge? Pedridge farm, yeah. Pepperidge. Pepperidge? Is yeah. that with the D's? It's P. Pepperidge? I always thought it was Pedridge. No, I guess I like didn't. Like Pedo? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's cookies for pedophiles. Is oh, that weird? No, it's normal. What do you think? Some of
1: those elves, anyway? <laughs> Is that, that's Keebler. That's <laughs> different. Yeah, Keebler. All right, anyway. Okay, okay. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> Come to the Discord for more of that fun stuff. We yep. actually do have a food section. Of course we do. And we can, we'll talk about the Keebler elves and what they do. Um, anyway, this hand was suggested by S-Fighter, J-Wrecker, and Magnet Carta.
0: Hell yeah. One of the greatest of all time. S-Fighter and Jay Recca. Oh, yeah. Right? Jay yeah. Recca. I like saying it. J recca
1: has been on a little streak recently, actually.
0: He's been, you know, he's been a, a solid contributing citizen for a long time and has been lately on a little hot streak.
1: Yeah, it's cool. And, uh, you know, a good place to suggest would be our Discord, which I mentioned earlier. Yes. You can suggest hands there. You can even, you know, post your own hands there. We're not going to do a breakdown on them, but we might comment on what we think you should have done. The so community certainly comments on it. They do. That's and great. sometimes you get lucky and one of us will do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll bless you with our thoughts. From down on high. Yes. All right. It's day one of the main event, the minefield, as they call it. It's, uh, it's not really that scary. No, it's really not. It's pretty easy. Just, you know, don't call as much <laughs> when
0: they bet the river. When yeah. they bet big, fold a lot more unless you have a really good reason to call. Yeah. That's a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Play so small pots. We're really early on. It's 500 uh, chip big blind, and you start with 60K. Yep. So we're a few levels in, but, you know, pretty early. We got a guy. We don't know his first name. It's not clear. And he has such a common last name that we didn't think it would be possible to look him up. Yep. It's Nguyen, as in the Vietnamese version, which, you know, there's so many people with that last name. There was no chance we were ever going to find out this guy's first name. So his last name is Nguyen. He's going to play this hand. Okay. He's not a famous player. I don't recognize him.
0: Do you? No. No. Absolutely not. All right. He limps tens. From what position? I, I it, does, it actually doesn't matter. It's crazy. I should have. I should have. Uh, it's early position. I don't know where. But it looks I know like it's, it's plus two. Okay, plus one. Excuse me. I already me. don't know what's going on. Why <laughs> he, is he limping tens?
1: He limps tens plus one. Okay, because it's day one and he doesn't want to get into a thing. I don't know. Like, I mean, people like. Don't to, you
0: avoid getting into a thing by making it twelve hundred much more than by limping? You now think, they can have anything. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: mean, when you're super deep, it's more justifiable to limp when when the pot is not as valuable preflop to win it just by raising and taking it. And I know you don't thin the field, you don't determine ranges as easily. I want there yeah. are lots of
0: really good reasons to raise. Yeah,
1: but if there's a time to limp in a tournament, probably day one of the main event
0: is among the best. Time. Uh, whatever you disagree I, with that? I think we should absolutely be raising this hand. I mean, I don't disagree because I can't think of a better time. Yeah, but. Still, I don't think this is a good idea with a hand. With a hand like this, this hand plays this hand wants to play heads up. Or play, I guess it also could play massively multi-way, but then you know you lose the straights and flushes and they can have all of them because you didn't raise. Alright, well he did it anyway. Okay, fine. He's got 77,000. Whatever. Doyle is in the
1: cutoff. The Godfather. Yeah, that's him. He's got Ace of Diamonds, King of Clubs. He's gonna limp. Ooh,
0: what do you come to me in? <laughs> The day of my daughter's wedding. I wish you guys could see the the face Jonathan's making while he does that. I'm doing the Marlon Brando. I've never seen you contort your face that way. I'm doing Marlon Brando. It was creepy. Thank you.
1: In a bad way. (laughs) Not in a good way. Thank you again. I don't mean it as a
0: compliment. (laughs) Stop it. You insult me. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I did. I did. did you say what Doyle did with the Ace King? Yeah, I did. You were I too busy you in your no, no, I heard damn you. I just, world. I just wanted to make sure I heard it right, that Doyle limped behind in the cutoff with Ace King after there's one limper. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay, you want to explain that, Mr. Brilliant? Doyle Brunson is playing day one of the main
1: event. This is how he's always done it. This, is,
0: this, is, this can't be right, though.
1: Do I don't agree? think it's I don't think it's optimal. No. Okay. But my best guess is that the way Doyle has approached the main event for his entire life is to just play really small pots pre-flop and just crush them post-flop by being way, way, right. way, way, way better. Yeah. Why increase the variance pre-flop ever if you're Doyle Brunson? He's probably still in the mindset that he was in in the '70s. The game's gotten a lot harder, but <laughs> I don't I don't mean exactly that. But yeah. what I mean is like. Think of the edge Doyle had in the seventies, right? Of course, that edge has diminished, but it's probably in his mind diminished less than it has in reality.
0: Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's still. I mean, I don't know now, but like even as of a few years ago, he was playing in the big, big, big cash. I'm not saying he's doing well.
1: He's clearly good. Yeah. He's clearly good, but his edge is significantly smaller than it was in the seventies. Yeah.
0: And maybe, and maybe to your point, he's got specifically a um, a main event day one strategy, which involves like these. Don't go broke, play small pots, so on and so forth. But this seems like just after the guy limps in early position to not isolate in position and instead let the whole world in just seems like a really bizarre decision. Well,
1: I mean, ultimately, what I would guess Doyle is thinking is the things I already said and also like we don't have to play this hand as if it's like the super nuts right now. It's not that valuable to win the pot pre-flop. Let's just just see a flop and
0: play it. We don't have to make it 3,000. Or ten thousand to go, we could make it. You know, two thousand to go. Let the one guy who limped call, play a pot that's bloated in position with a good hand against one opponent. Like that's good, right? That's what I
1: would typically do. Yeah,
0: but honestly,
1: I don't hate this. I think it's fine. Wow,
0: I I kind of hate it. I know
1: you do. I can tell.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of hate it. I know Doyle did it, and everyone. So you can't you can't say anything. But this seems just like really weird to me, like super bizarre. I hear you, but. To be fair, this is a different scenario than any other tournament scenario. Yeah, but like we've both been in this scenario, I wouldn't do it in this scenario, and I don't think you would. I mostly wouldn't. I actually have done stuff like this
1: in the past, not in the main event, but in certain super deep tournament spots. I have done that,
0: limping behind with Ace King. I have done it.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't see like I think you're overvaluing this individual hand as being important to win, when like in a spot like this, when you have so much time. And, like, oh, I think, that... I, and it's not like a cash game, right? People say day one of the main event is like a cash game. It's not because ICM matters even now as far as, like, mitigating losses and stuff like that.
0: Okay, but, like, you mitigate the loss by raising, don't you? Sometimes. Sometimes you don't. Like, of course. Of course. You, I'm saying overall you do better by raising because now you don't, Now the small blind isn't just going to complete with any two cards. The big blind isn't just auto-checking with any two cards, and you have no idea where you are at any point in this hand. I,
1: I hear you. I just think it's not so bad. I think you're thinking a little bit too categorically about it. I'm I think thinking it's, very
0: categorically yeah. about it. That's for sure. And I
1: think it's like when you raise with this hand, what are you going to do on a 10 high flop? Are you going to bet?
0: I don't know. It depends on how many people are in. Think if it's heads up, um, it depending on the rest of it, but I might check back. Okay. I mean, you know, if it's 10 deuce deuce, I'm going to bet. If it's 10, 7, 6, I'm going to check.
1: And then if it's 10 deuce deuce and you bet and he calls, are you giving up? You're just done? Um, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's... What's the problem? So there's no lost problem. A hand. That's, that's fine, but it's also okay to not be in that scenario. You can play the hand passively, and it's not a disaster. I really think
0: that. I think you set yourself up for so many more tough, weird spots by, by limping back. I mean, right. I, know you, I know you mostly agree with this, right? Yes, of course I do, yeah.
1: but I also think if you truly trust yourself post-flop, and you can avoid the reverse implied odds that many fall victim to, which I think you, Jonathan Levy, probably can, and mm-hmm. if you can get out of your I-have-to-call-because-of-the-price mindset, which I think you can in the main event then i think it's okay
0: i have to call because of the price mindset yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's i understood yeah the, you, i certainly play the main event differently because other people play the main event differently i yeah. understand that and i agree in fact that's going to play into this hand anyway Yes. like as it goes wh- how you have to think differently about the main and that's and i'm going to agree with all that yeah. like um i just think this is like Especially with this kind of a hand. If this was two, even two jacks, I would like it better. Like, I like the limp with two tens way better than the limp. Well, Why do you like limp, it with two jacks better? Um, because when we make a strong hand, we make a very strong hand. With ace-king, we're usually making one pair... And it's just harder to ever be like in a super strong place. And we're often playing, you know, three, four or five ways.
1: But the frequency with which we make the strong hand with ace king is significantly higher. than. But it's not
0: strong enough that we can play that we can win a big pot anyway. But we're Doyle Brunson. We can figure it out. I guess I just want to raise. All right. Let's move on. Enough of this. Yes. Enough of that. He
1: limps. He does it. Yeah. I would usually raise if not always, but I don't hate it as much as you. Okay a guy with the last name of Yamin. Not going to matter. He's going to matter a little bit, I yeah, guess. he's going to matter a little. A little bit. He's got four deuce of clubs in the small blind. He's going to complete. Fine. A guy named Lolis, who truly isn't going to matter in the big blind, with queen three of clubs. The pot is 2,500. Okay. Nitrogen Sports.
0: That's the place to go.
1: Never limp Ace King there. Jonathan will ban your account. He doesn't have that power, but he'll find a way.
0: Grant will limp Ace King there and get banned and then limp it again somehow.
1: Yeah, I'll get back in there.
0: Yeah, he'll... I'll like, unbend myself. He'll Rocky the hell out of that shit. He'll Godfather 3 it, you know? Godfather they 4. They pull me back in!
1: Godfather 4.
0: <laughs> You'll Godfather 4, but I'm saying... Godf- Godfather 4, Godfather... Every time Godfather I sp- get out, Godfather they sp- pull me back in! <laughs> Godfather in space. Godfather in space. <laughs> Godfather in space. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Why don't we have Mafia in space, by the way? Where is that movie? Futurama, actually. Really? Yeah. Has- well, I, have, I mean, Futurama... They, they've made so many episodes, they have to have everything. Robot Mafia in space. Oh, that's it's not cool. It's
1: not The Simpsons. It's Futurama. They didn't make that many episodes. I mean, okay. They made a lot of episodes, You though. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Futurama fight. Uh, yeah. I like it. Jonathan doesn't. Some people have weighed in. Do it on uh, the Discord. Hey, anyway, Nitrogen Sports. Oh, okay, yeah. Use the link in the description <laughs> when you sign up. That grants you access to our monthly Poker Guys tournament where there is an automatic overlay. At least 40% of the prize pool is contributed by Nitrogen. That's a damn fine deal. That means it's plus expected value, even if you're kind of bad at poker. Even yeah. if you don't want to admit to yourself that you're bad at poker and you know that you're bad at poker, but you want to actually, like, say it to yourself, it's still plus expected value for
0: you, Gregory. Yeah, you can still feel good about this decision and yeah. play. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, you might be, you know, entering in $1,500 World Series events and saying, I'm probably good enough for this to be plus expected value when really you know. You're not. Come on, Greg. It's okay. It's fine, Greg. But in this, it actually is plus
0: expected value. So It's good experience. You redeem yourself. It's cheap. It's a good experience. And it's plus EV. I mean, what else do you want in the world? Yeah. You fool. Maybe love. (laughs) Well, you're not going to find that. So
1: here's the link (laughs) in the description. (laughs) Go click it.
0: We'll see you there. (laughs) Okay. All
1: right. $2,500 in the pot. Yep. The relevant hands mostly are Doyle with Ace King and win with tens. Yep. Ace of clubs, nine of hearts, deuce of spades. Yamin flops, bottom pair with a deuce. Uh, So, obviously, Doyle is a king among kings, and (laughs) (laughs) the best way... What
0: what an amazing limp this was. Yeah.
1: Yamin's gonna bet. He's gonna bet 1K. Okay. I don't know if I
0: love it, but we don't really care. It's not horrific. Yeah. You know, he's... Whatever, he's got two back doors and a pair. It's In this spot, fine. I'm probably checking
1: to yeah. check
0: fold. Mostly. And if it
1: checks through, maybe I improve. You yeah. know, that's the whole plan.
0: Yeah, I think that's mostly right, but whatever.
1: When is next to act, do you think he should fold the tens with two players
0: behind? Yes. I do, too. I absolutely think you should fold right now. The guy just donked into three players. It's a miracle he's got to do. Now, maybe Wynn knows that this guy's just donking any pair yeah. here. But he's got two players behind him. They often have aces here. They often yeah. have, like, weird-suited aces, right? Like, ace, ace. Seven oh, actually, he only
1: has Doyle behind. Never mind. Oh, is that it? Yeah, oh, me, the other he means the oh. big blind. Um, oh, okay.
0: So, yeah, means already folded. Wait, no. you means the small blind. So, Doyle is the only player right. behind. Even so, this feels like, like, what's the plan? We call to what? Not hit a 10 and have a tough decision or hope it checks down and hope... Yeah. Like just who cares? The pot's tiny. Yeah. There's no reason to fight here with a guy behind us and probably even without a guy behind us, certainly with a guy behind us. I just want to throw my hand away. I agree. All right. Categorically.
1: Yes. Categorically. That's you. Oh, I think yeah. this is an actual decision now for Doyle. Do you think he can raise profitably with Ace-King here?
0: Um, no. You think so, I guess. I don't. I was curious Okay, I don't think so. Um, like there was no raise pre-flop, so we can eliminate some of the strongest aces from Yas y- Yamin's hand, like ace queen anyway. Yeah, now, maybe he can have it. Everyone's limping, but mostly we'd expect ace queen to put in a big raise pre-flop, right? Mostly, I mean, um, so like he's got ace nine and ace deuce, we know that, though that's not good for us. Nine and deuce, he has nine deuce, probably, he has nine deuce. Um, he Well, he's from the small blind, so he's like nine-deuce suited. There's maybe. a
1: big blind ante, and the small blind's 300, oh. 300, and the big blind's 500. Oh, so maybe
0: he's literally putting in with yeah. everything. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so he's got nine-deuce. He's folding a nine or a deuce if we raise. He might fold all his bad aces if we raise. If he has ace-jack somehow, he might call once. Yeah. I just don't know what the point of this is at all. I don't know why yeah. we'd raise. I agree. I think, think if, no draws. I think if
1: it was a more coordinated board, there might be a little more value in raising. If it was like
0: ace-nine-six, there's a more value, yeah. anyway. I, I still don't know if it's good. And the limp nature of this makes it harder to ever consider raising here, I think, profitably. Uh, it's really tough, right? Mm-hmm. Because now mean can have kind of anything. Yep. So Doyle calls, and I think that's probably the right decision. Yeah, me too. Pot's- Doyle does something right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a miracle. <laughs> Pot's 5,500. Okay. Turns the ace of spades. What a card. So, I mean, you For mean Doyle. still could have him beat. It's very unlikely that Win hasn't beat. Having just called, you means bet. Um, right. But you mean also could have gotten counterfeit if he has nine deuce. Mm-hmm. You it's mean just, is going to check. I think it's time to give up. I think he's aware
0: of that. Absolutely. He should be done. Yeah. Wynn's going to check. Wynn should definitely be checking here. Doyle should bet for sure. Yeah. How much do you want to bet? And what are you targeting? So there's 5,500 in there. We're targeting worse aces. Yeah. Like ace five has to check here, doesn't it? Yeah. So, like, but it's going to pay at least one street, if not two. We have to try and get three streets of value against those kinds of hands. What's the
1: most that we can get out of them on the turn? That's a great question. Assuming we're against, you know, amateurs who are willing to put up
0: 10K for the main event. Right. There's 5,500 in there. Everyone's got, let's see, um, Doyle's got 88K, Wynn's got 77. We don't know how much you mean. We do. I just didn't write it down. I can tell you. It's probably. Oh, he's got a lot. Okay. 130. Okay. So. We can make a quote sizable bet, meaning sizable in regards to the pot, which is fifty five hundred. And no one's going to be like, "Oh my God, what?" It's such a big chunk of my stack, right? Yeah. So, I mean, how much do I want to bet here for targeting trip aces? We can size it up a little bit, right? Yeah, I like 4K four K to forty five hundred. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely sized up. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking uh, like, I was thinking a little smaller, like three to thirty five hundred, but anywhere in there, I think is pretty good. Well, you finally agreed with Doyle. Oh. I thought I hadn't looked at that. I assumed it was going to be three thousand for some reason. No. Maybe because I had seen the hand a while ago and thought it was three. So but it was thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. Doyle bets thirty-five. Yeah. That seems like Ace Five just kind of has to call once. It hates it and has to call once, right? Yep. Cool. Well, you mean has to fold the deuce
1: in between Doyle of course, and Win? Of course. What about Win?
0: Has to fold. Yeah. This is an easy fold. How can Doyle bet anything but at least trip aces here? Could he have eight nine and be protecting his equity? Why? I don't know. That's like these guys called. Yep. One guy bet. I mean, it just seems like. Not a move you'd expect Doyle to make. Also, we're still relatively early. We're deep. There's just no reason to, like, steal this pot. and pro- You don't have to protect against very much. It feels like he always has trip aces, doesn't he? Or better. Yeah. I just don't know why we'd ever, ever, ever do anything but uh, but fold 10s. Like, when, when calls. Yep. Okay, well, he limped 10s pre-flop too. I mean, he's, he's probably not a pro. Probably not. I mean, Doyle limped as well. and. He's at least been a pro. Yeah. Probably still is. Pots 12,500. Okay. The river is the 10 of hearts. I mean, that's why you call the turn, bro. Yeah.
1: Win makes tens full. The board now reads ace, nine deuce, clubs, hearts, spades. Ace of spades on the turn, 10 of hearts on the river. Doyle has ace king.
0: Win has tens full. Yes. Win checks. That's the first question. Should he check? Let's talk about it for a second, okay. at least. What hands do we think Doyle mostly has here? He's got like trip aces. Trip aces. Not super strong trip aces, though. We would never think he's got ace king. Like
1: ace five himself.
0: Yeah, right. Ace five, ace eight suited, something like that, right? Um, By checking, it's hard to get two streets of value against those kinds. Now, the hand that Doyle has, maybe we can get some value against. But ace eight, is ace eight going to call a check race? No. Also, by the way, sometimes we're losing. Yeah. Like, sometimes he's got ace nine. Yeah, I think you're, you're making a good case
1: for a bet fold. I think we should bet. I think we can bet big. I think Doyle's a little too smart and savvy to bet too big. Like, he might actually be folding Ace-5 if we bet 15K in a 12.5.
0: Okay, but we can bet 10,000. We can bet 10K. And he, I don't know what he's going to do with Ace-5, actually. Yeah. But if he's got, like, Ace-10. Then he Ace, has the nuts. Oh, well, that's a bad example. Then, then you're he's in a Kate Hudson's sister. That's right. Sister's, that's right. Or Oliver, sister, uh, Oliver Hudson. Oliver Hudson. Except that's not his name, right? Yes, yeah, it is. is. Anyway, who cares? Um, whatever. So ace, so ace jack. It's hard for him to have ace jack. I mean, he yeah. turns out he can have it, but we wouldn't necessarily think that. Ace. So we're back to ace eight. Like we need a better amount that ace eight can call. Yeah. Ten K feels like the max. The absolute. Maybe that's even too much. I'm yeah. a little worried that's too much, but he may be like, well, you could have a, a trip aces, which is worse, and you want to make sure you get value. Yeah. And I have to call. I'm actually out kicking you. Yeah. Like, okay. So maybe maybe I would I would I think I'd want to bet like seventy five eight seventy five hundred eight thousand actually yeah to make sure that that hand just feels like it has to put the money. Do you in.
1: think Doyle would bet
0: less than that with that hand if you checked? I mean, it's a weird spot it, with Ace Eight exactly. Yeah. Do You think Doyle would check back? No, he can't check back, can he? Doesn't He's say. got Ace like three. He can check back. Yeah, because like, what's he supposed to get value yeah. out of? But. Ace can target these other hands because the eight plays, right? Yeah. And again, Doyle's gonna probably think if you had Ace King, Ace Queen, probably even ace Jack, you're gonna raise that mostly, right? Now maybe he knows this guy and he's been playing with him for a few hours and knows that isn't true. But if you don't know that, that's what I would be thinking. So I would I would think Doyle's probably not gonna bet more than eight thousand. Okay. Do you agree? Yeah, I think I do. Okay.
1: I don't think Doyle has any bluffs in him at this point. So Nope. Yeah, I think betting ourselves. I think we can go for 10K. I think let's just go for 10K. Okay. I mean
0: so you want to go ten? I want to go more like seventy five hundred. Am yeah. as as the donk. Yeah. But either way, we're doing the same thing, right? We're trying yeah. to trying to get called by all these strip aces, which some of which are going to check back, and some of which are probably going to bet less than this. Yeah. And we want to make sure at least some money goes in and force him to call. Yep. With a bunch of these hands. Yep. Cool. Anyway, win checks. Right. Okay. Doyle has to bet. Yeah. How should Doyle size it? Okay. What are we targeting? We're targeting these, these medium trip aces. Yeah. And
1: we're targeting, this is an amateur. Yes. What's an amateur going to pay me
0: with trip aces? That's are they a gonna, great question. I think a
1: starry-eyed with a trip aces, not really think about what I have, you know? Right.
0: I think the, okay. So the way to think about that, of course, is to assume that the amateur's going to pay. Yeah. The amateur's not going to make a cool fold with ace three. Right. The amateur's always paying off. We should size it up. I'd say pot or near pot.
1: Yep. Boyle does it. 12K.
0: Into what? twelve five Fabulous. Yeah. I think Fabulous. It's, it's
1: a great bet against this player, against an
0: amateur. Yep. It's funny. My memory of it was that he bet 10K, and so I'm just wrong about that, too. I'm glad he bet more. Yeah. That feels exactly right.
1: Yeah. That's Good job, awesome. Doyle. Yeah. He knows how to play these amateurs. Yeah. All right. As win, we have to just call, right?
0: Like, how could we raise? I mean, I would be, okay. We're thinking that Doyle's, the, what, the hand we're targeting is basically ace-eight. Yeah. How can we raise and get called by ace-eight, right? We can't. We can't. We have to call.
1: Doyle very rarely has a weaker full house because he didn't raise along the way. He bet the turn, but that was when the ace paired. He's probably raising the flop with a set of deuces or a
0: set of nines, right? Um, with the ace on the board? Yeah. I think a fair against these, this competition? Probably. Yeah. Probably.
1: Like Doyle, that's, that's how Doyle has made so many chips in the main event is flopping bottom set on an ace-high board and raising. You yeah. know?
0: By the way, if, if Doyle has bottom set... It's not that different than ace-eight. Yeah. yeah. He might end up folding to a check-raise. He raise. might. I mean, ace-king and, and deuces here is basically the same. Ace-king is actually better. Right, because you, you block it. Yeah, you that's block, right. eight, that's you a block good point. the bigger full house. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's going to fold deuces. I mean, he's Doyle. He probably can find a way. Um, when Doyle like, bets pot,
1: can you really check-raise tens mm, full here? I don't think he should. Because Doyle could have ace-nine or ace-deuce, too. I mean, if he of can, ha- if he can have deuces, he can have those hands. Of course he can. Yeah. Of course he
0: can. He can have ace nine, ace deuce, he can have ace ten. Yeah. He can have ace nine. Yeah. Now we block that pretty hard, but he can have it. Yeah, and he can have it offsuit, so there's more combos than just yep. the one. I mean, what are we actually targeting? But we're targeting ace eight and we're targeting like pocket nines? I mean, like that didn't raise the flop. I mean yeah. that's not much. No. I think we have to only call. Yeah, I do too. Win raises. Yeah.
1: This yeah. is this is why like this it's been so long since we've done a hand with a, a true pro against an amateur. And it's, like, really bringing back the feeling for me that I, I'm I am used to, like, remembering from yeah. playing these things of, like, oh, this is the value. Like, it's right. these decisions that, like, if you don't inspect them too much, it's like, that's fine. But if you really look into it, it's like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, not, you
0: can't. Not do, against a good player. Yeah. You can do that against an amateur who's going to have trip aces and call. Yeah. Although most of them are going to fold two in the main event, right? Yeah. Like, when you check raise, they're just going to fold almost everything. Yeah. It's too early in the main event, man. No one wants to... I remember the first hand of the main event in 2018. And I remember thinking, just don't bust on the first hand, Levy. Just don't do it, man. It'd be so embarrassing. Try not to bust on the first fucking <laughs> hand. I remember I got some crappy hand. I folded it. And I was like, yes, we did it. You know, I was so glad. Like yeah. someone is going to bust before me. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. But I actually, that was like, in, that was a big part of my thought process on hand number one. No one wants to bust. The main event's super important to people. Yep. It's important to take that psychology into account. I mean, beyond that, the gameplay of this hand makes it so you can't course, really raise. Of course, um,
1: win raises to 30K.
0: Okay, so that feels like a clear mistake. Yes. Now, Doyle has a hand that maybe actually could pay him off, though.
1: Yeah, this is this hand better to call with than 9-9?
0: Well, I think you've already made the case that it is. Yeah. Right? Because we block ace-9, we block ace-deuce. How does he... He could have nines, but that means he slow played them on the turn in a weird way. Yeah. He checked, called them after the original better checked... To check to Doyle... I mean, it's very strange um, to then put in the race here on the river. I guess he could have it. Um, but this blocks ace-9, this blocks ace two, this, this blocks all ace-10, this blocks all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but, great. and that matters against Jason Kuhn.
0: Does it matter against this guy? Are you ever ahead as Doyle? That's exactly the question. I would guess... That we're at. okay. We have to ask ourselves can this guy limp ace queen and then check raise ace queen on the river because he just feels the SE value? That's the minefield of the main event. Maybe. Like some,
1: some players will think ace queen is worth a check raise here.
0: I mean, we don't think tense is worth a check raise, and this guy does. So yeah. maybe he also is check raising ace queen. Now, he's usually probably. They, just are, be- they are different as far as hand
1: rank, which is a big deal for a lot of players of course, like this.
0: Of course. Of course. They are. Um, ace queen, it's even harder to come up with what you're targeting, <laughs> but it's sort of the same group of hands you're targeting yeah. the call by, really, right? Um, it, would, it seems like Ace-Queen would almost always bet the turn, not check, call the turn. Yeah. When we bet the river, again, from the way people actually play the main event on day one especially, but all the way through, no. they're just not going to check raise a hand like Ace-Queen unless they are super sick or Victor Blom or something like yep. that. Victor Blom's like, I got to get the thinnest possible value against you. Maybe Jake Schindler's capable of raising a hand right. like Ace-Queen for value against really good other players, maybe. But mostly, I think everyone's just calling with ace-queen if they've decided to play it this way. And we, and we bet pot on the river. Yeah. It's like, how can you raise? You can't raise ace-queen. I don't know if this guy knows that. That's it's, the only problem.
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, we've been a bit disparaging to win. So, I, you know, sorry if you're a listener. You know, it's well, just how whatever. it is. Um, but like, so the way I'm going to phrase this is a little disparaging as well. But a tough thing as a pro in a field like this is finding out what kind of bad your opponent is. That's right. Yeah. Like, is he bad in the way that he overvalues hands, or is he bad in that he's, like... He is overvaluing tens, but does he also overvalue his queen? You know, like, does he overvalue the idea of a full house, or does he overvalue his hand within the distribution of his his hands?
0: My guess would be most players who are more amateurs, which we're assuming win is based on all these things we've seen, which is fair. I I think it's a fair assumption, It kind of has to be true, right? Almost almost certainly. Um, Are going to not be check-raising ace-queen for value on the river. Yeah. Like, they're just not going to do it. And, of course, there's the few guys, I can picture them, you know, who, like, feel like they just have to get value and they're not, like, cool kids. They're, like, the, you know, they're 50-plus dudes who are just, like, it just, because they're not thinking about anything else. Right. They're just thinking about the the value of their hand only and not not relative to the situation or the board or you or anything. Um, But as long as you know you're not up against that guy, I think they just never have ace-queen pretty much in this spot. I agree. So Yeah, so this is a pretty
1: clear fold for Doyle, right?
0: Yeah. This is like you have to fold and it should be easy, actually. Now, it may not be because you have Ace King and you underrepped your ace. You underrepped
1: the whole way and Jamie Cursitter is doing the commentary and she brings that up as like that that's what sucks for Doyle is he limped ace king. He's super underrepped, but not really compared to his
0: range. He bet pot on the river. He ha- has full houses in his range. Ah, he's got ace nine, he's got eight ace deuce. He might bet pot on the river with ace queen. I don't know if he'd do it with ace Jackie. He's so. got ace ten too. Yep. I mean, he just has better hands here. Yep. He has um, pocket nines at least a little bit. Now, he's probably raising that mostly on the flop. Yeah. But he's got that at least a little bit, too. He's just got better hands, like you're saying. Yeah. For hands that he bets pot with, this is near the bottom. And
1: against an amateur, if you don't know what kind of amateur they are yet and you don't know how they're going to make mistakes, it's better just to not make the bigger mistake and actually cut your stack down to a point where you have to play differently. So folding makes tons of sense. Yeah.
0: And I agree. I think this is, I think this is a pretty clear fold for Doyle. Yeah. Um. And he got celebrated for it a lot. And it's a showy fold because yeah. he has Ace King, but also the nature of the hand where it's limped pre-flop makes it an even easier fold. Yeah. Right. More full houses in Wynn's range. Absolutely. Like Wynn absolutely has Ace Deuce suited here. That's what I'd be putting him on because he called the turn. Like he has more Ace X type trappy hands. And when he checks when he check raises the river, okay, now it looks like Ace Ten, Ace Deuce, Ace Nine. Yeah. Right. Um, but probably Ace-10, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I think this is just a, a case of Doyle outclassing an amateur yet again. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So it's, that's pretty awesome. It is. Um, but let's get... And we're going to come back... After we talk about this other thing, we'll we'll come back with Solver stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. See how the Solver thinks about this hand. But first, let's talk about another hand that Doyle put. It just has to be mentioned. I agree. It's his bust-out hand in this main event, and it's so... It, it so contrasts this hand and the hand against Jason Kuhn, which we'll also do eventually, that are impressive hands from Doyle, showing that he still has it. But just, just talk about his bust-out hand and what okay.
0: happened. And it just seems so out of character for a guy like Doyle. Doyle? Okay, it's day two. I think it's like mid-day two. Yeah. Maybe even late day two. I don't know exactly. Um, Doyle starts the hand with uh, 16 blinds. The blinds are 1,000, 2,000, to give you a sense of where we are on day two. Uh, he's under the gun. He's got Ace three off. He raises to five thousand. I mean, that's just obviously bad already. I don't think there's almost any main event field in the world on day two where you can do this profitably, no matter who you are. Yeah, with Ace three off. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Um, maybe on the bubble. Of course, you can raise near the bubble. Yes, you can raise. Fine, but probably not if you have sixteen bigs, unless the rest of the table has the same stack. Right. The yeah. sixteen bigs makes it terrible but I, I don't know if there's any stack size there's like you just should never be opening a three off under the gun right. <laughs> so doyle does that to start with okay that seems pretty bad all right to the point where i actually like looked to make sure he wasn't in the big blind and it wasn't misreported like yeah. i really checked because it seemed like impossible that that could even be the beginning mm-hmm. but no this really happened it folds all the way to the big blind who goes all in who has about 40 blinds and goes all in and doyle thinks for a little while and calls yeah, it's just... There's no... There's no justifying it. There's no way to defend anything about that.
1: It's yeah. just... I mean, maybe, maybe that is a showing of age. He's, like, tired.
0: Maybe he wanted to bust. I mean, neither of those decisions make any sense to me. Both those decisions are so ABC-obvious... You know, and they would be to him too. I think yeah. On a good night's sleep. maybe the fatigue just got in got to him. Maybe it wasn't about wanting to bust, but maybe like he is eighty eight. Yeah. And he's been playing for many hours that day, and it's like it's it is too much. Yeah. And he just can't like think straight and doesn't know his place, doesn't know where he is. Sees he's short, doesn't really know how many blinds he has. I mean, I don't know, but nothing makes sense to me. No good player in the world would ever make either of these decisions. I'm gonna chalk it up to him being eighty eight. Yeah. I think that's probably the but, best. But that means like so he can't play long tournaments. Well, I mean,
1: maybe he was right in 2013 to say like, I got to hang it up as far as these types of tournaments. He even said in reference to that when he was hanging it up, he's like, I I just don't have the stamina anymore. And so I think he might have been right then, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. I don't think anybody his age
0: does. Right. We certainly know like put together Doyle Brunson never makes either of these decisions. Never. It's not like he does this normally ever, ever, ever in a million years. We've never seen anything like that. So it's not like, oh, what's wrong with Doyle's decision making? No. It's like, what happened here? Yeah. That's all we're talking about. But it is a super rough way to go out. And it's still sad. I wish it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is even before my time, but like, Willie Mays, who was like, at the time, like the most famous player in the world, got really old and I think went back to play for the Giants and signed and played in center field and re signed with them. But it was like 40 or something. Yeah. It was awful. Hmm. But they kept putting him out there every day because he was Willie Mays and people were buying tickets to see Willie Mays and they loved him and all that. And, I don't know if that's what's going on here because he played well through a lot of this tournament, like really well. The hand against Jason Kuhn is also incredible, like way, way more impressive than this hand we just did, quite frankly. Like, I'm excited to try and figure out how he, how he does what he does in that hand because it's so good. But like, wow, this Mm. is, this is rough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: just, he's 88. That's gotta be what it is. I guess. Anyway, let's see what the solver had to say about that other hand. Okay. Hey guys, so uh, we got back from our long extended Thanksgiving break and realized that uh, we'd gotten our solver work back from Wesley and it didn't exist because, uh, you know, three you ways it was three ways to the turn and it was a little too
0: complex for the solver. So we didn't do solver stuff on this one so, in you know, the end. So you're going to be forced just to live with the analysis of Grant and, and of course mine. Yeah,
1: but in lieu of solver stuff, Uh-oh. Jonathan has prepared a song. Yes, I have. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. Can you give
0: me a beat, please?
1: Bum, bum, bum. Bum bum bum. Everybody bum, bum, knows bum, bum, about bum, bum, the bum, bum, hand. You gotta bum, go bum, back. <laughs> you gotta go again. Okay. are you glad you are <laughs> you glad you stuck around? Was that was that worth it, people? We'll see you next time.
0: Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them some side. I'm sippin' sipping liquor. a quitter' is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown And to be traveling the glow, We still have time to make it.